Warp the Two. Take some of the podcast coming to you on May 6th. I'm the host, Curtis. EJ is alongside Mike Revere and uh, Nojo Lopez for the time being. Uh, we'll see you on the show later on. But also, James Big Jim Neese, host of the yeah. Three Count. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not well, no, no, sorry. I apologize. 3CT podcast. Thank you. Thank I got the brand name. I got to use the friend. It's all right. It, it happens. It even happens on our show. I got to be honest with you. I love it, though. I actually love the spaced out thing now because it gives you time. Instead of worrying about doing a two, cramming a two and a half hour podcast into one, like, listening session, have one hour here, wait a couple of days, another hour here. Not bad. I'm, I'm yeah, it's we're we're enjoying the format. It's definitely kind of breathed uh, some new, different life back into the show. Not not that we weren't enjoying it before the switch, but um, yeah, this is the first time that in eight years that we've really uh, changed anything with it. And the funny thing was, when we were recording the first the first of the Tuesday podcast episodes, mm-hmm. it it was basically the first time. Now we've we've pre-recorded stuff before, like that would air on like holidays and stuff, but it right. is the first time that we have ever in eight years technically been a podcast because we have been a live show for eight years. So it was literally like the first time we were recording, like truthfully recording something that is quote unquote, a designated podcast uh, that, that, that drops on the Tuesday side. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, spoiler alert that similar format may be coming to the huddle up podcast this fall, but We'll uh we'll get there as the summer plays itself out. Yeah, I still don't mind it. Go Birmingham Stallions. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Mike? How you doing? Um, watching baseball. Did you just watch my hockey team get kicked in the dick? Fucking Cavs got their shit pushed in, man. Not cool. Well, awful game. Not having Tom Wilson to be the guy who's gonna punch somebody in the face. Really fucks with you whenever you just basically let a team Apparently. walk down your throat. Fuck, man. Well, let me just say real quick that uh, I was I was on a stream today, doing a poker stream today, and I was part with Matt, who's the biggest Panthers fan on the planet, and he oh, said, super you, fan. "Well, because you guys are on the stream tomorrow together," and he said he, was, he would have had a hard time doing the stream if he was down O two. Well, I mean, okay, here, let, let, let's peel back the layer here. Winning a game on the road as the eighth seed. You're coming back to D.C. exactly where you want to be. Of course. Yeah, I agree with you, 100%. Losing your enforcer a minute into game one, finding a way to steal game one, and being in game two up until midway through the second quarter, or second mm-hmm. period, you have to be happy. Let's yeah, be real here. Let's, 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 yeah, let's just mean, call it spade a spade. But the score looks bad, but... but... It, it, the, yeah, there was really a, a small period of time where it really got out of hand. I mean, the four-minute power play with no goal. Yeah, it doesn't the help. The score there, I was like, okay, this game's over. Yeah, yeah, there's there's nights where you know your team has lost, and tonight was that night. Uh, thing sucks! Thank you! <laughs> anyway, tonight is, uh, this week is a go-home week for uh, WrestleMania Backlash, Backrash, as you say. Backrash, Backrash. We're not, we're not. So we uh, fucking previewing that today as well. Um, that is your topic, actually, Michael. Technically, if we're going to start now, we can go ahead and start it. By the way, as I was saying that, I was I was saying you you saw the Phillies meltdown tonight because I'm wondering if Matthew uh, from uh, three count uh, three CT rather is on suicide watch because no again, he's, he's he's all right I think he's 
he's still in basketball mode. I mean, uh, although the, the, the Sixers run, unfortunately, looks like it is coming to a quick end uh, after the injury to Joel Embiid. But, um, yeah, he, he was fine. I think, I don't know, it's it's a weird thing with Phillies fans. And, like, if I were to have, like, a second baseball team, they would be it because, like, I grew up going <laughs> to their, like, minor league team, which is, like, an hour away from me. Um, so like the, the, the Phillies are like one of the, are the, one of the two Philly teams that I don't despise. So, um, they, Philly fans are weird. Cause like, you know, th- this season they made, they made like a lot of moves. Like they were really putting themselves in a position, but like people forget they, they didn't really do anything to improve their bullpen at all. And it's really coming back to hurt them. And I'm always saying because you know Matt does like take digs at me on Twitter, and especially when the Mets and Phillies are involved, and you know, well, I mean, because you're an easy target, bud. <laughs> hey, well, I hey, look, Mets win seven six, they're first place in the piece. I tell you. I mean, it's also like asking, hey, why was FTX Arena not filled yesterday for a playoff game, where you are like fighting for your life and have a shot of putting your foot on the throat of an inferior team without their best player. And you literally have more people that were probably at a bar listening to EDM music than they were at fucking FTX arena last night, watching a fucking playoff game. Well, here's the thing too. Also, and I I did a topic on this on the podcast. The Marlins probably had better attendance last night for the the fucking Miami heat did in a playoff game. The heat attendance thing is so weird because I figured out why they spaced games out so long. I did research fucking forever to get to them. I did research on this earlier today because the Heat this year were fourth in attendance in the league. They they made the top third. They, they the sold top out, third. but you could have walked from the upper deck to like three rows behind the Heat bench. But buddy, they would have had to have a great design to have that cu- that much red in their wardrobe. I'm going to list you the ranking of the Miami Heat attendance in the NBA post LeBron. Okay. 2015, first year at LeBron, sixth in the league. 2016, six. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to let us – if we're going to do this, you have to give me an opportunity to respond. I'm going to do six years. Let him him just – let him get it all out and then – I'm going to respond after each year. I was going to give the reason why they were ranked where they were at, but all right. Wait, no, here. Give each one. 2015, six. What? Everybody – LeBron was still there. No, no, he's gone. This is all post LeBron. No, no, no. See, Miami fans thought he was still there if you went on Facebook or any kind right. of social media. They still right. thought he was there. <laughs> 2016, six. What? 2017, seven. What? 2018, six. What? 2019, fifth. What? 2020, fourth. What? This year, post post COVID, of course, fourth. What? So every year they've been in the top. Can we talk about how you just said that they were in the top five pretty much every year when they were years no, or top four? No, they, they were definitely sixes in there somewhere. No, but no, I, I said in the top third in the league in attendance, top third. You do math well. It's weird, but it's weird though. Like, like because I agree with what you're saying. They don't show up the game, but they're always ranking the top six or seven in the league every year. I don't get it. It's fucking. Miami crazy. has become the new LA. 
Is it, you know, as they say, is it like one of those things like Dodgers fans, like they show up after the game starts and they leave before the game ends? Heat fans have become the L.A. Dodger fans, because if you watch a Dodgers game right now, it's not like that. They're there by the time the game starts and they're there all night. Where the other question is, do they base attendance off of tickets sold, not actual? Hundred percent, because there was no way that there was as many people as they said were in that fucking building last night. Yeah, like, like, oh, 100%. yeah, my ass. And see, that's the thing now with with um, you know, with uh, like ticketless entry and um, and uh, with ticket resales and stuff. Yeah, it's all based on tickets sold. Like I was the 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 first hockey game I went back to was a was a minor league game, the Hershey Bears, and it was a it was like a re it was a um, rescheduled game that, that had been postponed because uh, the, the Bears had too many guys sick with COVID back in the early part of the year. And right. so they, they had moved it to a Tuesday night. We went to it. There was the, the arena sits 10,500. It was not even half full. And the announced attendance was like 10,100 something. And I'm like, there's no fucking way. But the pre, the, the game was originally supposed to schedule was a Saturday night game. So the tickets are already purchased, but people are like, I can't go on a fucking Tuesday. <laughs> well, I guarantee, I guarantee you that there was – same thing with Miami. Season ticket holders that are trying to sell their ticket to make all their money back for one game. That yeah. can't sell them on the secondary market but can't go on a Tuesday because they have to be at, a, you know, EDM, EDM Music Fest at, you know, Live, Live Laugh, Love Bar and fucking uh, – who gives a fuck? <laughs> South, live, South. Laugh, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as shit. Uh, I, would like, I would like to pay $500 for this guy to press the big play button from WrestleMania while paying $37 for a uh, margarita and forty. Oh my God. And $47 for that fine rainbow unicorn tequila shot that I had. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Somebody could have some glow stick. WrestleMania Backrash is a mere few days away from us. So, Michael, you want to go ahead and present the card to us and we can hash this out? Yeah, let's go. Uh, we'll start with the match that I am not looking forward to the most. It is the SmackDown Women's Title I Quit of Doom match that features uh, Ben There, Charlotte Flair. That's her new nickname, Ben There, because most of the rock Ben There. And uh, someone who wears, uh, like, yoga pants to the ring and tries to snap people's arms in half. Uh, the newest member of the Rowdy Rowdy fa- Rowdy Piper family, Ronda Rousey. Are we sure Ronda's here long term? I don't think that Ronda's ever saying I quit, so. Unless she's, like, passing out or something, or gets, like, completely knocked unconscious. Like, yeah, I don't think she's quitting. Oh, you, the only yeah, the only way Charlotte wins this is if it's a if it's a pass out situation. I don't see it happening. I think Ronda wins this because uh, here's the deal: Sports Center, ESPN, CBS, Fox Sports, all of it. You you think you think they're gonna give away a free clip of Ronda Rousey saying "I quit"? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not picking Ronda to win the match. Just to be clear about that. It's just that I'm, I'm just looking at more from a broader picture of it. She's gonna be here past this month. 
Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what the long term plan is. She easily could be. She'll make it to Money in the Bank whenever the women's winner cashes in immediately. Okay. On well, I'm, I'm going to go Ronda anyway, regardless. And please make, make this the first match get out of the way. Nope. Your opening <laughs> contest for WrestleMania Backrash rematch from WrestleMania that features the seven foot tall walking turd Omos. Uh, with his manager, uh, some former MVP guy, taking on Bobby Lashley. Timing, good timing. Thank you, Bobby. So you Bobby. Put, you put Bobby. You put obviously MVP almost obviously the Hold on, any more Bobbies in there? That's it, right? Any more? Bobby. 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 Should be a DJ live. You need the Leo Rush. need the Leo Rush one. My man, Bob. I should find that one. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go almost here. Actually, you almost had the right answer. MVP gets involved in this match. Yes, I got this. MVP. Um, oh. no, I I think it's I. I don't know. I I know Ryan picked Ryan picked Lash. I think Ryan picked Lash. I don't know. A couple of the guys picked Lashley because they're like, I don't think anybody they they know what they want to do with almost yet. But I just. I, 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 here's the deal. If, if Bobby wins this now, uh, sorry, excuse me. If Bobby wins this now, um, I feel like you're almost like cutting almost off at the knees. Like That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's just a feud he needs to win. He will win the feud, but that'll take place inside hell in a cell. Thanks, Vince. You're welcome. Because that's the next pay-per-view. Bobby Lashley wins this match via disqualification, leading to Hell in the Cell. Mm. And, uh, excuse me, that is premium live event. Buddy. Yeah, you're right, buddy. Three, two matches isn't exactly... The feud, if it goes longer than three matches, will be more stale than Drew McIntyre versus insert random wrestler here. Drew Drew and Happy Corbin fought a billion times. And they all had match of the year contenders. I know. I get it. And not once did anything lead into a Hell in the Cell. So. But that's because Hell in the Cell only comes around in the month of May. That's right. Or June. Or October. Eh, well, nah, well, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking Robert W. Lashley for the win. Bobby. Thank you. Thanks, uh, Brock. You're welcome. <clears throat> in a match that... Um, <laughs> Should be very entertaining and probably the best match on the show. Rematch from WrestleMania back, uh, WrestleMania not named Backrash versus Sami Zayn's not on this show. They probably couldn't get Johnny Knoxville. That's true. 
great match, by the way. Ernest, tell your wife. He's he's working on Son of Jackass coming to Paramount. Look at, look at where is, is she still on the phone with your wife? No, they're not on the phone anymore. Okay. Um, it is the American Nightmare Dream, Nightmare Nightmare Dream, with the Winged Eagle title soon to be coming back to WWE, uh, taking on a guy who, on Wait, the website, say that, no, say that one more time. The guy who's eventually going to bring back the Winged Eagle title sooner rather than later turns me on. Yeah.
was Roger Dorn. Roger Dorn? I was going to say, wasn't it Roger Dorn? I want to watch fucking Major League now. Fuck. Okay. Speaking of that, did you guys see the the? Did you both see what I what I shared that? <laughs> Tony Khan's only good tweet. The only good tweet he's had all week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I hate this fucking song. <laughs> what was that? Rachel? What was it name? Rachel? Uh... Rachel Phelps. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. So goddamn good. I love that. This movie. guy's dead. Cross him off the list then. <laughs> and her dog's name was Chow Chow. I love. I love when he calls Lou Brown and he's at fucking Tire World. Tire World. Tire World. This is a. This management manager Cleveland. Anyway, won't you be? Won't you be the coach? Obviously. I don't know. I got a guy on the other line about some white walls. Can I call you back? <laughs> I have to ask you guys before we get to the next match, though. Major League 1, obviously a fucking classic. Oh, okay. Major League 2 obviously flopped. I don't hate the fucking movie in the same way, though. I don't know that that flopped as much as 3, 4, and 5 did after. Major League 2 is good, except they pass off Baltimore as the city of Cleveland. That's the thing. Like, anybody who knows anybody knows the Sun Tower and the warehouse, but besides that... Actually, honestly... Major League Two, I saw before Major League One because Major League One came out in '89, and I wasn't allowed to watch that fucking movie because I was too young. So Major League Two came out in '94, and I watched that first because I was I was allowed to watch that one. So up steps Jack Parkman. Yep. <laughs> that <laughs> shiver makes all the ladies in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then later on, makes him go poop. Dire world. Oh look, this is Charlie Donovan. This is Cleveland Indians. How would you like to manage the Indians this year? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? This is a chance to manage in the big leagues. Let me think it over, will you, Charlie? I got a guy on the other line about some white walls. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Love that. Andrew. What was his name again? Fucking Lou Brown? Lou Brown. Um, for any of you baseball fans that don't know, uh, Baseballism actually has a, line, a series of T-shirts that mm-hmm. are the uh, major league characters. They have like uh-huh. pennants. With one of them is is Lou Brown. Um, really? The other one, yeah, they have Willie Mays Hayes. Oh, they have uh, which one? Rick Wild one. Omar. Uh, I don't, I don't know which picture it is to be honest with you. So yeah, baseballism.com. Go to collections. Uh, yeah, big fan of it. Um, it's one of my stores. So. This- Major League the movie, they have Wild Thing, the, the Wild Thing logo. They have Jobu, where it says it's bad to drink Jobu's rum. That's Anaka? Uh, those, those are the only shirts they have right now. The, the player ones are on back order, so they won't be on the website. But I have I have the Lou, I have the Lou Brown one. Big fan. Uh, so did we pick the winner of Madcap Mansur Happy? Madcap, Madcap, Jim, Madcap for me. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take Mansur. Uh, I I I love what they're doing with Mansur. Um, he broke away from Happy Corbin. Oh shit! It's Madcap Moss, not Madcap Mansur. My bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me give me give me the Chronicles of Riddick. Okay. Wonder if that's gonna be his new gimmick. That'd be cool. Oh, that was a joke we had from like. 20 episodes ago where it was Madcap Mansoor. Oh, okay. And we I just I just ran with it. Um uh it, 
Yeah, exactly. Madcap Mansoor. In a match that should be uh, wrestled in the purple lighting homage to The Fiend, it is the new brood leader Edge versus the phenomenal AJ Styles with Damian Priest, the Holy Spirit himself, being barred from ringside. So, no, you're wrong. The, the, the question isn't who's going to win, because the correct answer is Edge. It's who's going to join the new brood after the match? Correct. Who's going to be the one to interfere? Um, Part of me thinks a dark horse a little bit might be Finn Balor after they just did the thingy on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I saw that. Or or they're starting. Or is eight or is AJ and Finn going to be the ones that are going to be the thorn in this group's side for the next six months? Could be. I'd have no problem with that. I uh, think I think I think I would pair Styles and Finn together and do their own little click thing and make a whole. No, no, but I'm saying I would make it a whole faction to to counter the Edge faction, especially with the whole AEW super elite undisputed yeah. elite bullshit. <laughs> And this gives you something to drag through to Survivor Series. Any of them? Any of the matches? Any any of the shows? We will ban you from the Summerfest. Wow. Banishment from the Summerfest. All right. Jim, you got Edge, edge, right? Uh, Yeah. Mike, you got Edge, too? The only correct answer is Edge. Thank you. Okay. Um, and for the record, my prediction on who joins the Purple Light Society will either be the Dark Horse favorite of – or the betting line favorite of Tommaso Ciampa or – like that one. Tomato chips. Oh, Vince hated fucking factions. He loves them now. Or it is going to be – Well, Rhea, Rhea would join just on an episode of Raw. Rhea's not a big enough in a men in a men's match to to. Yeah, I don't I don't see a I don't see a women a woman getting added to to it for on this match. Um, it'd be cool, it'd be cool but I don't see it happening. Oh no, no I'm I'm just saying her joining the faction. Oh no, she'll definitely join it. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm trying to think if there's a tag team that I could go with to, like, learn under the, the edge learning tree. Los, Los Lotharios. Oh, God, why? Ron Eric's? Talk, talk about going over, like, a fart in church. Super Dark Horse, the Creed Brothers, now that Roger Strong <laughs> wants his release. Denied. Uh, yeah, access denied. Uh, and last but certainly not least, uh, in a six-man tag match where all the titles should be on the line, but none of the titles are on the line, it's Drew McIntyre with Swarty and RK Bro of... <laughs> what are we supposed to call the sword? It's got to have a name by now. It does. Swarty. No, it hasn't. Oh, is it, it's, what is it, like Towley? No, the sword... <laughs> isn't the sword called, uh, like, Suzanne? His mom's Sebastian the Sword. Charlene or something. <laughs> Angela. It's called Angela. Yeah. That's stupid. It's not Angela. It's Swarty. 
named after his late mother, you soulless son of a bitch. What the hell's wrong with you? Michael, how dare you? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, his mother was probably a really nice lady, and I'm sorry that he has lost his mother. What? But why the fuck are we naming a sword after what? his mom? Was she was she sharp? Did she stab people? She I'm asking you for her. Will you stop? Tell me about what? <laughs> she killed she people with kindness. She lived by the sword. <laughs> she also died by the sword, I guess. Come on. Will you stop? Thank you, thank you, Gorilla. Swordy the Sword uh, versus the Raw Tag Team Champions of Randy Orton and Matt Riddle via Scooter as they will take on the bloodline of Schooner. Schooner. Jimmy, Jimmy and Jay Hard in the Paint Usos. Uh, if you're anywhere near this arena, please do not be driving after the show as we do not have any legal liability of what happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. And the WWE World Heavyweight Universal uh, Conquering Champion of the World, the the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Roden Range. Mr. Road Rage. I mean, give me the blind line. Um, I'm going to pick this team because the titles are not on the line, and it could t- potentially set up for possible main event of what is it the castle clash or clash at the castle or whatever the hell it's called what the one all the way in september yeah yeah yeah. it's a slow burn slow burn Spring, a little sprinkle sprinkle you 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 start teasing well, here is drew mcintyre gonna like pull his hip and have to sit out for six weeks maybe you don't know got a sensitive hip um <laughs> makes sense i'm <laughs> i'm stealing the name that tim Gave this trio uh, on on three count or three CT tonight. R Clay Bro. What was How it? good is that? How good is that? How is that not a T-shirt on going for sale this weekend already? Yeah, Tim. what was it? I didn't hear it. R, R. Clay Bro. Bro. <laughs> right? R. Clay good. Bro. How good is that? I like that one. That's a good one. That'll be a I was there shirt. R Clay Bro. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jim. I'm going to take our clay bro. Um, My dark horse here that I thought would have been a fun change would have been due to a um, tired arm from holding all those title belts. Roman Reigns takes himself out of the match and uh, actually enters his cousin Solo Sokoa from NXT onto the show so that there could be even more members of the bloodline running through uh, title matches and main events, but I've decided to go against that route. So I'll take the Claymore to one of the Usos. Just do it. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Uh, Maybe maybe we'll get a a Bianca Belair match because, you know, why not? I feel like there should be another women's match on this card. Right, I agree. Yeah, it'll be it'll be the final nail in the coffin of uh, Numb Nuts as a worker instead of a wrestler. Sonia. Mm. Yeah, that one. I couldn't yeah. remember her name. Sonia. All right. Uh, uh, any other matches you think you get added before Sunday? Um, 
I think it's interesting that Lil Liv got the pin on Monday. Yeah, that could be a good one. But I, I, I don't I don't see them just forcing uh, yeah. the And I don't think you're gonna force Oscar Becky yet. I think you can build that one for another month. Um to be either money in the bank or Well, uh, I think them end up in the money in the bank match. Uh, that's why I'm thinking maybe they maybe they have a match at Hell in the Cell, they're in the ladder match together and then their blow off is Summerfest. Yeah, something like that. Um, uh, dark, dark Horse fun thing that I think could happen if, depending on what happens tomorrow night on, on SmackDown, that I think could be fun. Sonya gets her power back and books Bianca Belair against a mystery opponent at the pay-per-view and ends up being Bailey, and Bailey wins the title so that Be- Bianca can then claim, hey, I can just never win matches when I don't know who my opponents are, but if you give me like all these weeks to prepare for them, you never needed me at all. I think I like that. I think I like that a lot. That's booking. Thank you. That's good. That's good shit, pal. It's good shit. It's good shit. Ricochet. He's still a dick. He's still a dick. I'm wearing the shirt too. I see. It's good stuff. Tpublic.com/slash/user/slash/recount/thursday. Yeah. Merchandising. Merchandising. Damn right. Merchandising. Merchandising. Thank you, Bill Brooks. Uh, yeah, that's all for Backrash. Uh, make sure you do all the things with your mother on Mother's Day first so you can watch this PLE only on the cock. Oh, shit. I just remember. You know what's going to clash with the fucking show? I just remember that. And on the co- Game four of the Heat and Sixers. So I have double TVs tonight. tonight. Just, just, no, you're not getting two TVs on Mother's Day. Stop being stupid. Right on the, right on the, co- right on the cock. Right on the cock. Thanks, Tim. iPad. And TV. There you go. Figure All right. It Figure it out. Go to, my, go to my topic now. My topic is very simple. Um, and it's about broadcasters and broadcast teams. And through the many years of pro wrestling, we've had some some good ones, some terrible ones, and all that. Um, I just, it's as simple as this. I, I just want you to give each of us to reveal our personal Mount Rushmore of all time broadcast teams in the history of professional wrestling. Is that the WWE? Can be any- it can be any era, any promotion, doesn't matter. Uh, what'd you guys start first? I'll come in after. Are we doing one at a time, or are we doing all four at once? Oh, let's go one at a time. Let's have fun with it. All okay. Right. Mike, you want to give yours, or do you want me to start? Uh, I'm just going to hit the, the nail on the head here, and I'm probably going to hit what, what would be my top one. Uh, give me uh, Gorilla and Bobby Heenan. Stop. Yeah, that's my number one with a bullet. Every time this question gets asked, it's Gorilla and Bobby without question. Always at the top. Now yours too? Mm-hmm. Give me, number one on top of me is give me Gorilla and Jesse. I am the biggest Jesse. Just near monsoon. Oh. Thermite Paint McMahon. WrestleMania 5 is Jesse's fucking... Masterpiece. That entire fucking event, he was off the fucking chain. Shocker. Shocker. Mega powers explode. I think you're oh, just, No, but it's Jesse on, from my shocker. Post, dude, was on fire. But it's funny. You're like, oh, it's his coming out party. Because you've watched that almost as much as you've watched <laughs> no, 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 that. No, no, no. It's coming out party. To me, that was his masterpiece. To me, that was like, to me. His WrestleMania 5 is his masterpiece. Kind of like Royal Rumble 2020. It's fine. The reason I love Pressman has nothing to do with Hogan and Sandwich. It's really Jesse and Gorilla. 
That makes they were a great. They were a great team. It's You've watched game. that show about as many times as Rumble 2020. Because of Jesse and fucking Gorilla. That's why. Because of Savage Hogan. Don't lie to us. Paul Lorder, Feud of the Year. That's probably the best Savage Hogan match of all time, though. Doesn't matter. It's Savage. You watch everything Savage related, you dummy. But not, but not, but not that match. Oh, nope. yeah. First name, whatever. Last name, you're an idiot. Jeez. Give me Savage and Hogan from 1990 on a main event. Oh, oh it could happen. <laughs> but yeah, uh, 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 yeah. Sorry, I'm on my phone. Ventura and Gorilla. I'm actually editing shit as I'm fucking doing this. So today, Junior. Next, Fatty. Which one? Shut up. I'm gonna take. JR and uh, King, because I think that's the next slam dunk. Yep, that's me. <laughs> it's, so, it's simple. This is easy. So, I mean, I can't stand Lawler. I really can't. If I, if, I if, can't okay, stand Lawler now, now, but him, JR, him honestly, JR as a team? JR is the only reason they're even worth a fucking damn. Because Lawler is shit. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. You also decided to skip out on a lot of Jerry the King Lawler, where he was fucking entertaining as fuck. Whenever you took your sabbatical from wrestling, he he was still a good commentator from 2000 to fucking the time he decided to have a heart attack. Sorry, that 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 was really when the the, the broadcasting should have stopped. I don't know. I I, actually, I, I, I whip him in there, but spoiler alert here: Jesse's on his list, on his list twice. Okay. Jesse and Vince. Oh, God. I actually love Jesse and Vince at Senate main event. I actually love them. Nope. Yeah, you, they're not jumping the guys that I have on my list. That's why yeah, I'm not saying they weren't. This is my list. That's your list. Your list is garbage. Your I'm just going to call you out on it. You can be, okay. can be wrong. You can, be wrong. Let you me can have opinions. Okay I'm wrong. Motherfucker. <laughs> But I, I love Jesse and Vince. That's the only scenario why I actually think Vince is actually really good is with Jesse. It wasn't bad with with Jay. Oh, with, uh, with again, again. Wrong, sir. Wrong. Number three. Go ahead. Uh, I think I'm, this is where I'm going to differentiate from uh, Big Jim here, and I think that's ECW? okay. ECW. Hmm. ECW. I was going to go with, uh, yeah, Joe, Joey Styles. I knew we were going to go there. I, I, he was on consideration, too, but it's for the record. Oh, the one-man broadcast team, that guy was fucking amazing. But he was amazing. He really was. He was on the consideration on my list, too. So. I mean, for my number three, you can go Vince McMahon and insert wrestler here. Like the run where he had with uh, DiBiase was on and Piper was on and Savage was on. Uh, but my favorite of that whole bunch Vince McMahon, Mr. Perfect. That's a good one. Really? I like so that one. Good. Perfect Perfect was good for that role. Oh, he was fantastic in that role. I'll try for my list here. Give me a second, because I lost it. Wow, of course you did. Shocker. I'm going to go, this is not an order, different as well, too. I am not a fan of three-man booths. However, this one actually was really good. WCW. Give me Tony Schiavone, Larry Zabisco, and Bobby Heenan. 
right. solid team. Probably was still great in WCW for the record. Yeah, I like it. I, yeah, I don't have issues with that one. Yeah, I mean, the three-man team thing, it just, you have to have the right, it can't be forced, it can't be contrived. Right. So many times now it is. Like, and and, and both companies, and I, I tweeted this last night, is like both companies need to realize less is more with commentary sometimes. And I mean that too, not just three men, um, but also like with the number and frequency of guests. Like AEW. Yeah, I don't need a segment every, every, every. For the first hour, AEW had a guest on commentary, different guests. Like, and it was one thing during the pandemic because you had to create noise. Like WWE, I felt, and NAEW both, like they had a lot of guests on commentary when there was no crowd in the audience. That, 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 that whole period of time is a whole separate, that's just, that's a bubble in and of itself. But like now, why, why do you have four men, five men booze all the time? Stop. Annoying as shit. Yeah. Rick Boogs. Boogs. Okay, fourth one, last one. I'm going back and forth now because... The, what, the team I had on there, I think I'm going to move to my honorable mention uh, Uh-oh. segment. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm actually going to go Michael Cole and Taz. Not bad, actually. Not okay. bad. They they were they were on my honorable mention list as well as um, Gorilla and Jesse because I liked Gorilla and Jesse together. Mm-hmm. Um, more than I did hope more than I did Vincent Jesse. Right. Um, and I also had the nitro three man booth on my honorable mention as well. Um, but yeah, correct. And then my, my other honorable mention was the team that I had in fourth place. And this is going to get a chuckle, but I thought for the crew and then I'll let you guys talk about it. I had Don West and Mike Sine from the early, uh, NWA days. Okay. They were, they were, they were fun. They were energetic. It was fun though. And Mike Tanae always got like super passionate in the storylines. And then Don West just sitting over there going like, Mike, you need to relax before you have a heart attack. Does anyone want to buy some baseball cards? Hit me up, Don West. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Wasn't so Tanae also on Thunder as well too? Mm-hmm. On Thunder? Tanae was. I don't know if him and Don West were a team on Thunder. No, not Don West. Tanae was on Thunder. Tanae was. Tanae. Tanae. He was also yeah, on Nitro. Tanae's actually underrated. I had him and Don West as an honorable mention. I had them at fourth. I've now changed to uh, Colin Taz. Ryan and I went to a a TNA show at uh, the York Fair one year, and uh, it rained. The ring's out in, like, the fucking track of this fucking, like, horse track, basically. So, like, the ring's wet. The the, the wrestling sucked because the ring was wet, so guys are just trying to not kill themselves. Um, But we met... Uh, Jeff Jarrett, Velvet Sky after the show, and uh, Don West. And, like, there, I have a picture. I have to try and find it somewhere of Ryan with Don West. And Don West just looks hammered. He may have been hammered. I don't know. <laughs> but he looked <laughs> wasted. And it's the funniest fucking picture ever. Um, but, my dude, my fourth team, honest to God, and, and I think it's because, like, for the past, what, five, six years, maybe, maybe even a little bit more, like commentary has almost become 
just background noise to the action more times than not. But Michael Cole and Pat McAfee are so goddamn good that in an era where commentary doesn't matter, they make it fucking matter. And they're having so much fun with it. And my favorite part about it is, is it is making people appreciate Michael Cole while he's still doing That's it. That's true. Yeah, I would uh, I would probably have McAfee and Cole up there on my honorable mentions, and they're probably definitely within striking distance of getting like, into yes. the top four Michael if they Cole, stay together for another likewise. year. Michael Cole is so good at, at, at calling wrestling and, and, and being on commentary, but people, you know, because of the failed fucking heel turn thing and all the kind of dumb shit they did for so many years, people started to throw shade at, at Michael Cole. But I, I like here comes the big dog. It's it's finally it's finally coming back. Well, and then people also don't realize it's boss time. But, yeah. I mean, people also don't realize that that's not under his control either. Uh, yeah, 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 we get that. But like what well, you guys do because you're smart. Well, Mike's smart. EJ, you're fuck just off. fuck off. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs> but like fuck you, Michael. But like, hey, but he's just telling it how it is, man. Yeah, I mean, nah, I, nah, don't, nah. I don't make the rules. Um, but like. The, the, the people being able to appreciate Michael Cole while he's still doing it. No, it's so true. Better. No, it's so true. And, and, and when I was doing the list, he was on the consideration, really, honestly, because the only reason I put him my four is because it's only about a year and a half old, year and a half old, you know. But I think you do this again in five years, he might crack to five, a four rather. So um, four for me is, is Gorilla and Bobby. Like it came out of Gorilla and Bobby, and honestly, I did was it was either him or. JR and, and, and Lawler, and to me, JR and Lawler is pretty much really mostly JR, in my opinion. JR makes Lawler great, in my opinion. It is a, Lawler and any other combination, to me, does not work. I never like any other combination he's done other outside JR. So, Gorilla and Bobby, now, the thing about Gorilla and Bobby, what's funny is that I actually like Gorilla and Bobby more in the studio, primetime wrestling, okay. than I do in commentary, actually. That's not a great commentary. They are great commentary. But to me, the Gorilla Bobby dynamic is really at its peak in the studio. When you have a two-hour show, you know, and then they have this bullshit outside of wrestling, oh, it's fantastic. But I'll go Gorilla and Bobby as well, too. Because what they did in Royal Rumble 92, what they did in WrestleMania 7, um, after Jesse left the, left the company, um, and Bobby just seemingly just fits in there, you know, and this is after they did the whole Roddy Piper Vince thing, which was stupid as shit, arguably one of the worst, if not the worst broadcast team in that company's history. Um, I couldn't stand Roddy Piper on commentary. I'm sorry. It was just too much. You, I mean, do you want me to leave the show? I can just leave the show. Look at the size of that hammock. You yeah. know this though, but Jim, you know this already. Piper's so good. I fucking love Roddy Piper so much. I think Piper as a baby face it's probably a little more annoying. If it was a heel, if it was the heel piper from like 86, 85, and you put him in that, I could say, okay, fine. But he was a baby face in 1990. Hmm. It was just too much. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take Roddy Piper on commentary. He was fantastic. I loved it. I loved it. The size of that ham hawk. I'll tell you who sucked, though. I hate to say it. It's Savage. Yeah, Savage wasn't great. Because I, I don't think he ever wanted to do it. Yeah. I think that was the big thing with him. Um, but like the Piper was on commentary for my favorite SummerSlam of all time, SummerSlam <laughs> 90. So. 
And that's where he annoyed me, right there. Right there. That's A1. So I watched the service house many times. Noise. Um, underrated uh, commentary teams that, we, that don't get any love here. Jerry the King Lawler and Michael Cole. They had a good, they had a great dynamic with each other. I've told you I like, I like Corey Graves. I just, I, just, I just know which combination I prefer. Uh, I'll take Graves on his run in NXT over either of his main his main roster show runs. I, I think him and Byron Saxon are too much together at, at times. Yeah, they forced like the heel the like the heel babyface dynamic between the two of them too much. And I think that's the thing, like King, like King and Jr. Like the whole like King would say something r- ridiculous, and it would be like the gor- the Gorilla Bobby thing. Will you stop? Like. Byron Saxon is trying to play the role of Gorilla Monsoon by being like super like a yippy uh, Pomeranian and had too much fucking caffeine. And Corey Graves just like, shut up, Saxton, you idiot. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's it's it just it comes off too forced. Um, honestly, I would I would personally love uh, the the Corey Graves Michael Cole team to come back I, together. Just, that was kind of fun. I was going to say that. I personally think Corey Graves and Pat McAfee would make an interesting mixture. But then you don't have anyone to call the dynamic of what's going on in the ring like Cole does. They've, they've done it before, I think, in the past. Though. I think they've done a couple of times where all three guys were on, on there. And I, I would love a three-man booth of Cole, McAfee, and, and Graves. I, yeah, me too. Me too. But mm. I think... Don't mess with a good thing. No, no, no. I'm not saying to mess with a good thing. If... Pat was open more to being around on Monday nights. I would potentially move a three-man booth on Monday and then leave Pat and Corey or leave Pat and Cole by themselves on Friday on on Revis Island because they've got that on lockdown and it's great what they're doing on SmackDown with the two of them. Um, but I would bring Pat in every once in a while on a Monday night. Maybe not every Monday, but just bring him in on a Monday night here or there. Like a special. You know, I think it could be fun where, you know, Pat shows up, does a segment or two, and but isn't there for the whole night kind of thing. Where are you, like, where are you guys on um, Renee Young? I loved her when she was there, but I don't yeah. think that she was a part of Cracks, my top five or top six. Yeah, I, I, I thought she did. I, I thought she did a great job in, in every role she did with the company. I, I don't. Again, unfortunately, it, it like her time on commentary with WWE came at a point where just in the company, in the business as it is, just commentary doesn't matter. Which I didn't is, hate her with Graves and um, Cole, actually. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, but I get it. It's background noise. At that point, 2019, it's background noise. Totally get that. See, see the way I look at it is... She plays the role that Byron Saxton is trying to play better than Byron Saxton can. Right. So I would definitely have that three-person panel ahead of anything with Byron Saxton in it with, with, with Graves. Um, so it's like I love what she did, but she did it at a time where, A, it didn't matter all that much, and, B, it's kind of heavily forgotten. A lot of her stuff is more of the backstage, right. Raw Talk, SmackDown, uh, all that stuff. You know, which I, I think she should get a lot of credit for um, because those were all great shows and segments and stuff like that. I think that's the thing is she's not really remembered for her commentary, 
Michael Cole is remembered for his commentary, not the fact that he was a backstage interviewer in the Attitude Era. You know, King and JR, commentators, not the Memphis, Tennessee great wrestler and JR's barbecue sauce. It's the fact that they were the probably two of the greatest commentators of all time. You know, right. when, when, when you talk to a wrestling fan that isn't someone that scavers the Internet for old school wrestling, you bring up Jerry the King Lawler. They're either telling you it's the Andy Kaufman guy or the guy who invented calling women's breast puppies, not not the 37 million time uh, Tennessee heavyweight champion of the world. Great wrestler, Jerry the King Lawler. You know, so I think that's I think that's the sticking point. Like Renee Young wore so many hats and she wore them very well that it's almost like I don't know what I would describe her as correspondent host. Because she she did all of those roles, did all of them above above par. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like I don't, I, I, and I'm not trying to like, like no offense to her because I think I think the world of her, I think she's great in the roles that she did. It's just I can't I can't pinpoint a commentary team that I would put her on that's ahead of. She's got a podcast as a record. Well, I, oh, I know. She's definitely not. She's definitely not in a Mount Rushmore. Her commentary team. Yeah, that's fine. Teams are not in Mount Rushmore, and I, and it's not, and I don't think that's her. I think that's who she was paired with. Yeah, and the era that that, it, that she was in. Correct. It all it all played a role on, on commentary. Bischoff. I liked Bischoff on on Nitro and all that stuff before he became a member of the NWO. But once once the whole NWO thing started, it became more of a going to be on commentary to plug the NWO. It yeah. became Yeah, it I became mean much. WCW had good teams. Um they it just you know, I, I didn't I didn't watch enough until the Attitude Era. Um so and then, you know, then it just it, it didn't matter because it was all about just whatever each company was doing at that point to one up the other one. Listening yeah. to Dusty Rhodes do commentary was very fun. WCW like I, I wouldn't put any of his teams on Mount Rushmore but like going back and watching old old uh, fall brawl war games and having him on commentary I've been in this match 155 bajillion times I've bled with everybody this match is so riveting like just What's listening to him commentate on war games was so fun I actually liked also go ahead go ahead Jim in war games War games! War games! War games! Actually, also like uh, Jesse and Jim Ross. It was very short-lived at WCW, early 90s. when Je- yeah, yeah. That was before me. Right. That was actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. It was, only, it was only like two or three shows. I don't even think it was many. No, it was a year. It was about a year. 93. That was it. 1993. Yeah, but I think they only had like two or three pay-per-views that year. They, they weren't big in the pay-per-view game yet. Right. Also, Shivani and Jesse was pretty decent, too. In both WWE and WCW, he did. He did. Uh, he actually did Summer Slam 1989. Yep. So, dude, Shivani, like, Shivani's so underrated, dude. I don't. I don't. I don't. Maybe I don't, this AEW run is is soiling Shivani for me, but dude, that guy sounds like he couldn't give a. Fuck about being there every Wednesday. Look, he's he's being muscled in the same way. I mean, you, you, if you have Shivani 
WCW Shivani and AEW, you might feel differently about it, probably. Yeah, probably, but like, but that, I mean, but that's, but that's not a, that's not a, that's a, that's a personal problem. Then that's him not bringing that same energy that he brought to WCW. Like that's a, I need to have him in my office. They, they have him doing too many things. Like, yeah. Why the fuck is he doing commentary, backstage interviewing, onstage interviewing, in-ring interviewing? Stop it. Yeah, no, they should really turn, like, Dasha or somebody like that into the, on, like, the backstage. The Spanish commentary. That's probably great. I Yeah, which is probably fantastic, but you can't tell me that there's not somebody else out there in this fucking business that can do backstage interviewing. WWE brings new people in all the time. And it works. Yeah. Like, they got some fucking British dude on Monday Night Raw. That's right. Well, still don't know his fucking name yet. And Sarah Schreiber. And then they have other, they have, like, two women on Friday nights. You miss Bruce, don't you? You miss Charlie Bruce, don't you, uh, Jim? Oh, dude, she's so hot. Bastard. It's not even fair. That Veronica Vaughn is one fine piece of ace. All right. We can go wrestlers of the month and lunch, you know. Uh, do you want to do my emergency topic since Joe is not a Riven? It's up to you. Uh, I don't care. I mean, we can save it. I want want Joe to be here for that one. For the the record, Joe's topic this week was about the, uh, for those of you at home that you can look forward to maybe next week. I don't know if we're going to, I don't know, because I don't know what we're doing, um, was the AEW reality show. That's been pitched, so that'd be a lot of fun to talk about. But we'll save that, and hopefully, Joe, uh, we can we can bring that into the t- into the conversation. Give more, give more time to actually think about it too, especially. I have a couple ideas, but I want to elaborate a little more on it. So we'll 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 hopefully get to that. Uh, hold on a second, I gotta go. Uh, let me put my computer on the charger. So you guys talk for a minute about some other stuff while I move. Okay. Um. So ski bone. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I, I did enjoy him in WCW and during, like, the Attitude Era and stuff. I thought he was really great. But, yeah, like, this, don't get me wrong. Kudos it, to Conrad it, Thompson. You just mean. Kudos to Conrad Thompson for getting him back and, and allowing, getting him to a point where he likes wrestling again. Because, like, I get it. The way everything went down at the end of WCW, I'd probably a bit, be a bitter old man too. Yeah. Um, so, so definitely a credit to Conrad Thompson to get him to come back, back into the wrestling world. But like, and maybe it's just like the AEW booth isn't good. Just well, Excalibur. Just period is not good. To me, Excalibur is almost on the level of Mauro Ronaldo in terms of being annoying. Yeah, he could be. Oh, I'm not even kidding. It it drives me insane because the thing, the thing that bothered me about Mara Ronaldo, and I love the Ronaldo story, and you know him being open about mental health and all of that. That's great. The thing that drove me nuts about Mara Ronaldo is like because he comes from the the, the combat world, is every move could end like. That's, why am I echoing? I don't know. That's me, sorry. Jesus, EJ. What are you doing? Why are you changing your shit? It's... What is wrong a, with you? He's a toolbox. Fuck you, Michael. 
What? You have a question, Mike? Oh, Jim? You have a question? What? I'm back in studio, for record. What? Why did you... We're practically the end of the show. Yeah, but I was editing in the meantime while that's going on. So this guy's an idiot. No, I have things to do, man. I'm be efficient. I'm back. You're an idiot. Yeah, I know. Give me uh, the rest of the month, buddy. Thank you. No All right, let's talk about this idiot's wrestler of the month vote. Wait, wait, wait. We need to stop this bullshit. Stop segueing my ass and my rankings. What's private information, sir? Hot garbage. Hot, smelly garbage. Man, fuck you and get your popcorn, Jim. <laughs> get popcorn. I gotta go to the movie theater and pick some up. Yeah, I was telling Lorna that I didn't get popcorn. Popcorner. Good dog. I can go from phone to fucking studio like that. This guy, this guy put Ezekiel in his rankings twice this week. I did. Yeah. Wait, how do you put somebody twice? You know, he's an idiot. Well, one, one is Ezekiel, one is uh, you know, the other guy. No, no, Ezekiel. What other guy? Joke. I don't know what you're referencing, sir. Uh, all right, so the wrestlers of the month, as voted on by the esteemed panel of myself, Joe, and a toolbox. You know what? I'm doing something on the fly here because, you know, I'm part of this show. I'm going to start sending the list of the wrestler of the months to, to Jim, and we're getting a fourth vote. I mean, I'm basically part of no, it. Yeah. You're, you're, you've been on the show pretty much from here on out, so for the rest of the year, you're getting uh, a a vote on everything. If you don't uh, so, show up, let's fucking send it to us. And we'll exactly. We'll, we'll, and we do, we'll and we do it in the month anyway, so it's a power ranking, so you just rank your 25 we'll wrestlers. fucking Mike, Mike Vernier fucking database here at fucking Casa del Vernier. You know what I'm saying? Got a lot of spreadsheets, baby. By the way, feet, like, feet says hi, uh, Michael. Hi, feet. It's that joke. All right, so our wrestler of the month for the month of April, he has made his return, the son of the son of a plumber. Number one this month, the American Nightmare, Cody. Was he unanimous? Because I have him unanimous. No. Oh, no, really? Who had uh, had number one on my my top? I did not have him at number one. Who'd you put? Hold on, let me look. I believe I had uh, the undisputed head of the table. No shot. No shot. I had Cody at four, actually. Four? Really? What's wrong with you, Michael? Make make, make Uh, things here. I had the best tag team in professional wrestling, the new Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, FTR. Okay. Three? Because they also had a great match against each other. For the Owen Hart Invitational, that I, 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 could, I could see that. But three, uh, and I and I had the I had the EST, the PhD, the MMA of the Onomatopoeia. As much as I as much as as much as I didn't love the match, she's also defended the title like two or three other times on Raw against Sonya Deville. I mean, I know those aren't great matches, but title defenses and having a win at WrestleMania, it, it, it's big. I mean, I get it. Yeah, Cody's come back and he's won a tag match and he's won a, another random singles match. But Bianca had some pretty big wins. Um, this month. Um, and honestly, I had Jonathan Gresham rounding out the top five. I had him in my top six, I think, Gresham. You, yeah, you had you had Gresham at six. Okay. So the number one wrestler of the month is Cody. He got the 25 points. Uh, second place was Roman Reigns. Third place, Bianca Belair. Fourth place, FTR. 
fifth place, Jonathan Gresham. Six through ten saw the theory of relativity get sixth place. That's all Joe. That's a hundred percent Joe. It's a hundred percent Joe. Joe had him at five. I had him at twelve. You had him at you had him at eight. Yeah. Uh, so theory of relativity is at six. So Cold Steve Austin is seven. Adam Page eight. Sasha Banks and Naomi nine, and uh, Pat McAfee in the ten spot. Surprised on Adam Page in there. Surprised. You're surprised that a guy who retained his title at the first show of the month made the top ten? When no, was, no, 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 did, did not. Was he in the ten? Adam Page? I yeah, he was like eighth. Oh, okay, okay, sorry about that. I missed, I misheard that. Okay. I voted him. I voted him sixth. I had him nine, I think. You had him ten. You had him 12th. Really? Joe had him 10th. That's a misnomer. I should have had him higher than that. I apologize. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so that's the top 10. 11th was Randy Orton, 12 Samoa Joe, 13 Johnny Knoxville, 14 Scorpio Sky, 15 is Josh Alexander. And this is where I'm going to talk to you, sir. Um, for someone who does ranking of a, of a wrestling I'll list, I'll listen to you. and you spend about seven hours a day on a shitter, Read some goddamn results. You don't got to watch the show. Wait, 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 wait their top five list would have been better than any list that you put together because you didn't even rank the fucking Impact Wrestling World Champion in your top 25. You put Veer. You put Ezekiel. You put fucking random schmoes at fucking 21 and 22 and 23, but you can't give Josh Alexander any love. You put Oscar, who came back and flicked somebody in the nose and won a six-man I tag match. It is Oscar, Jim. Fucking Jim. Jim. And you give the champions. Jim, it is Oscar. Look, I love Oscar. Do some goddamn research. Oscar makes me feel things inside. I'm still feeling things about Oscar inside, man. But like, she should not be on a wrestler of the week or the month list. Period. Like, no. So the, the, here, here are the here are the the wrestlers that Ernest did not get into his top twenty-five. Uh, Gunther, Bussy, or as Joe has corrected me, Bussy or Pussy or whatever whatever the fuck they're called. They, they they they've done the tag titles a lot in GCW. I gave him love one week. I have him in my top twenty-five. Um, Josh Alexander, Taya Valkyrie. Who won the AAA Reina's De La Renta title, and the tag team of the great Ocon and Jeff Cobb, United Empire, who won the IWGP tag titles? But he gives votes to uh, Hook, Send Ezekiel, Champa, who really just beat up Mustafa Ali. Didn't even have a match. Oscar, um, Veer, and everybody's favorite. Matt Cardona. 
Jelty tells me. Jelty tells me. I have to go. I have to go find that audio at some of this point and just fucking put it on the board. Is that under um, yet? No, it's not. I'm shocked. It should be. Um, that was one of the best episodes ever. I laughed so hard. So fucking. I could probably find the clip. Let you laugh so hard. Oscar makes you hard though. Um, no, Oscar makes you fucking retarded. And hard. Um. Well, I'm sorry that that's that's a thing that but, you feel from time to time. But yeah, that, that I mean, here's the deal. I I, lo- I love what they're doing with Veer. I almost had Veer on my top five this week. I almost had Ezekiel on my top five this week until sure. War and and Mercedes Martinez knocked them off. Um, I I think what they're doing with the Ezekiel character is <laughs> fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. You shouldn't leave Josh Alexander off the list. No, I apologize. I apologize for that. You should have fucked. Keep apologizing for that. You're the worst. Same with House of Black. Ugh. Uh, All right. 16 through 20 was Sammy Guevara, Thunder Rosa, John Moxley, Boosie, and Pretty Deadly, the new uh, NXT tag champs that Ernest had at 25. Uh, CM Punk, the United Empire, Hook, Taya Valkyrie and Chompa round out your top 25 for the month of April. Our updated standings currently in first place in the wrestler of the year totals is the AEW world heavyweight champion, the hangman, Adam page. Second place is Sammy Guevara. He has 66 points. Page has 74 Brock Lesnar's in third with 59 points. Uh, Joe likes to call him Carmelo Anthony. Uh, Carmelo Hayes is in fourth with 48 points. Uh, Matt Cardona is in fifth with 47 points. Roman Reigns is in sixth with 44. A tie between Braun Breaker and Jonathan Gresham for seventh place with 40. Uh, Jurassic Express is at 39 points. They're in ninth. And rounding out the top 10 is Randy Orton with 37 points for the month of, or excuse me, for the year so far. I hear voices. Just see if you're feeling happy. Happy. Soundboarding. You sound so happy. You found it? No, I didn't find it yet. Fuck. So, yeah, um, Jim's going to be a part of the voting from now on. I've made that executive decision, so. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm going to. Oh, yeah. That's so Joe Biden of you, executive order. I, I, I don't care because at this point, um, his list is at least going to, you know, counter the f- retarded list. The I guess I do. Here. No, you have to admit my top five is pretty good, though. Got to admit. The worst. That's what I'm you just crying as a cry. Let's get to the fucking wrestlers of the week, shall we? I went first last week, so I think Jim, since you're the newbie in the fucking block here, well, you go I'm first. Gonna Jim, Jim's gonna get all three of Joe's picks since Joe didn't give me a list or anything, so we'll just have uh, Jim take Joe's picks for this week. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead, go ahead, Jim. Uh, my first one's gonna be Mercedes Martinez, uh, new uh, undisputed. Uh, Ring of Honor Women's Champion, as silly as the whole interim champion thing was. Um, what is. That, that company's obsession for doing interim champions is fucking silly as hell, but um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but uh, good match closed the show last night. So. All right. I'm going to go uh, with Wardlow this week. Big win over Morrissey. AEW debut. I think that's probably a one and done. One and done, yeah. Impact festival, of course. Apparently, apparently, the uh, it piqued the interest of some folks in Stamford seeing mm. Big W Morrissey on 
on TV last night. Interesting. Good progress. <laughs> there he goes. He's husband. He's Chelsea's husband. Time to watch a match. Is that Mike, is that Mike laughing in the background? <laughs> yes, he's laughing so hard I can't breathe. So you'll get into it again. Into it again. Time to watch a match from Matt Cordona. That should be a podcast episode itself, uh, Jim. Please don't. Stop. Jim, so mad. Just stop. I will put the other voice on. I will. I will put the other voice on. I can put it on all of you. How do you not like? So you can put it on us and. Cordona. I hope Chelsea Green doesn't care. Get involved. Time to watch a match from Matt Cordona. Jesus. I can't put it on you guys because I'm using you guys as the. You guys aren't the input. Whether you not put the voice on anything. Just, it's so good. Oh, it was great. Oh, God. Uh, my number one pick this week is the new Pro Wrestling Guerrilla World Heavyweight Champion, uh, one member of the Jericho Appreciation Society. I am taking Daniel Garcia. All right. Probably, probably I think he's out for nine months. Who? I saw a thing on, on, on according to Malachi Al- Black. No, that's... Um, what was that, Daniel? What's another Daniel, I guess. Uh, what the fuck's his name? The dude arrested Phoenix this week. Dante Martin? Thank you, Martin. Sorry. Dante's Daniel Martin. Daniel Martin. Darius Martin. Darius. Sorry. Close. Not really. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Oops. I <laughs> fucking... Often some guy that fucking. <laughs> so yeah, bad at this. Malachi Black revealed on the Universal Wrestling podcast that Martin was in a car accident and will be out six to nine months. Fuck, dude, that guy is the worst. Seriously, has gets the worst breaks. Like not like he like this is his second major injury, and the kid's like what under twenty four. Unreal. So this uh, this so this was a picture that he actually shared five days ago. Yeah, that's the one I saw. Oh, that's not great. His caption on the tweet, though, was, was fun. Okay. They, to, they told me my ACL itself looks great, though. He's coming back from a torn ACL. At least there's a vote of confidence there. That's good. I like that. I mean, at least it's I mean, you take your victories when you can, right, I guess. Yes. So. I mean, uh, prayers for a speedy recovery. Like, let's not be a dick, but. Yeah, no, seriously. That was a hell of a fucking punchline. Go ahead, Jim. You're next legend. Um, retained the North American title on uh, NXT Spring Break, Bash at the Beach, whatever the fuck it was called. Uh, Cameron Grimes. To the moon. Uh, give me a big win on on Dynamite this week. Give me Jeff Hardy. Uh, this man retained the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. At Sakura Genesis, and then got laid out by Switchblade Jay White. Uh, give me Kazushka Okada. You can, you can always depend on Mike to do all the fucking outside the bubble, the, the mainstream bubble fucking. Because here's the thing, bud. No, I love it. It's great. Uh, it, 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 uh, hold on, hold on. Let me finish my rant because I didn't get to finish it earlier because I went on a Josh Alexander. Rant. more. Yeah. Here's the thing, bud. There's a great wrestling website called CageMatch.net. If you haven't heard of it. 
Now you have. Congratulations. If you go on there, you know, every Monday, there will be results from the weekend that was professional wrestling. While you're sitting on the shitter for seven hours a day, feel free to click on a couple of them and read if a world champion, like, lost their belt or maybe retained their belt or something along those lines. Who told you that it's in the service seven hours? Did Lauren tell you that? No, because it's fucking – it matches what a toolbox would do. Just sit around and do nothing. (laughs) Sitting around doing nothing like what you do. Um, So if you go there and you just do a little bit of research and write write a notes on your phone. You can come more educated to this song and dance rather than coming in and going, give me Jeff Hardy who won a meaningful match on AEW, which nobody gave a single fuck about. And it's come. Okay. You're such an idiot. You said come. come I mean, you said come. So I'm, I'm asking that it's come. You're such an idiot. Okay. <laughs> Jim, go for the last one. <laughs> All right. I'll go back to uh, Rampage. Last Friday, uh, retaining his ROH TV title, and I'm going to go with uh, the Samoan named Joe. Mm. Oh, I like that. Joey Samoa. Last one here. Uh, I agree, Jim. They're doing, they're doing something good with him right now. Let me hear. Veer. 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 Mike's head's good. You know the out-of-the-box one, You know the out-of-the-box one. Um, all right, so my final pick for this week, uh, he won a decision match at uh, New Japan Wrestling Secure Genesis to win the IWGP United States Championship. Uh, give me the legend himself. Give me Hiroshi Tanahashi. Fun thing, he's defending that title in a fatal four-way between Will Ospreay, John Moxley, himself, and the now Bullet Club member Juice Robinson at the DC show that they're doing um, new Japan's doing. So that should be fun. If you're not in the area, you can find that on fight.tv. They announced that earlier today that that'll be streamed on fight. So I might check that one out because I, that match really piques my interest. And I think it'd be a really fun fatal four way match. Um, Will you watch the shitter? No, see, I'll actually sit on my couch because I like professional wrestling. Um, unlike you who wants to watch a Hulu clip show or hasn't watched anything in the last three months, but tries to do a wrestling show where you can nominate Veer. I mean, I, I could have nominated Tyler Hero, but, you know, it's a big sport, you know. Buddy, at the end of the day, you can use basketball as an excuse all you want. No, if the Miami Heat do not hang a banner, you have to fucking start putting time into professional wrestling. That's, that's the rule. Then they got baseball. Buddy, the Mets will collapse. Stop. Garbage. Also, the I have the Stanley Cup playoffs right now. You don't see me putting out crap unless the wrestler of the week. Garbage. Garbage. Big beer. Not bad, right? I mean, Wardlow. Wardlow I mean, had Jeff a- Hardy was worse. Man, Jeff like Hardy. Wardlow was your first answer. Wardlow yeah. was my number five this week. That's a you problem. What, 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 Wardlow wasn't even on my mentions list. Mm-hmm. He was for IWGP fake fucking TKC. Oh, don't, don't even say fake fucking fanboy because your fucking fanboy and company is riding the fucking coattails of New Japan to sell out the fucking United Center. Oh, well, question. Don't come at me with that. You want, you want to go to that before we go? The IWGP fucking... world title is more we meaningful than we get like started? fairytale land that fucking Tony Khan lives in. Oh, don't come at me with that bullshit. That Tony, that Tony tweet? 
No, at the end of the fucking day, what aggravates me is the fact that good professional wrestling goes unwatched by AEW marks, and they want to sit here and bang their chest. Look at us. We sold out the fucking United Center. Yeah, because you're bringing in fucking the greatest wrestlers in the world to be paired with fucking <laughs> major wrestling company wouldn't sell out the, the the United Center. Chicago's a hub for wrestling. Exactly. Chicago's a hub, and it's your home city. It's like saying, "Hey, by the way, guys, yeah. uh, we're flying to, we're we're flying an NFL team to London." Oh, we don't have an NFL team. Who are you flying out? The 0-16 Detroit Lions, the year they fucking didn't win a game. Guess what? They'll sell out every fucking game in London because they don't have a fucking football team in London. It doesn't matter. You're bringing over Kazushiko Okada. You're bringing over Hiroshi Tanahashi. You're bringing over Will Ospreay. You're going to get wrestling fans that are going to travel the world to go to this show. And it's not because... Gian Moxley is taking on some random ass scrub named fucking Darius Martin or whatever the fuck we're gonna put him up. Gian. No, you're getting Will Ospreay versus John Moxley. You're getting Tanahashi versus Adam Page. You're getting Okada versus potentially Kenny Omega for the nine thousand three hundred and thirty seventh time that every AEW fanboy ejaculates to every time they fucking wrestle. At the end of the fucking at the end of the day, if you didn't sell out the United (laughs) Center day one we'd have bigger problems. Congratulations for doing your job. AEW fucking fanboys and AEW as as a whole, the company software is fucking severely lagging. Yeah, it is. And that's why bringing light to PWG with Daniel Garcia being the champion and two IWGP champions. It's a good thing for the show. Maybe if you would read some damn results, you would know about them more instead of ranking them 25th and 29th and 30th like you did the United Empire and Josh Alexander this week. This is an educational message sponsored by Teach Ernest What the Fuck Wrestling Is. The more you know. And on that note, Jim, plug away. Uh, you can follow me at Big Jim Sports. Uh, make sure you uh, follow at Three Count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, threecountthursday.com. Uh, we have the Thursday Night Live show. We drop a pod on Tuesdays, um, so make sure you check that out. If you subscribe to our Patreon, you can see the Tuesday show, and you can even see it early. You may be able to see it Sunday afternoon. Uh, like Ernest, he's a good patron. $2 a month. $2 a month just started. You get bonus content. Um, each and every week, uh, over at the patreon.com slash three count Thursday. Also huddle up podcast. Uh, we dropped a, an episode, uh, last night or uh, yesterday. Um, we have two more coming, uh, one on May the 18th, one on June the 1st. Uh, we'll get some more content coming out June, July. And then once we get into, uh, once we get into August, uh, we'll start to ramp back up for the uh, for the weekly show. Uh, Did you talk about uh, Ryan Tannehill on this week's show? Uh, it was after. Was that the shit? Was after the Malik Willis comment about? I mean, we didn't really get into the Malik Willis stuff because we recorded on Tuesday. So that, it, does anyone want to touch on that real quick before we go? And we can. I, I honestly didn't even see it. So. I'm going to do an awesome podcast just just to touch on that a little bit. Maybe we'll weekend. I I personally think Ryan Tannehill was right. He's right in a sense. No, so he he's 100 percent right. But he looks his job, No, his job is to win football games for the team. No, no agreed. Not to, but, not to teach his replacement how to play football. Right. But yeah, I, and, I, I, and here's the thing: there are a lot of people, including Saint Safety uh, Gardner Weber, that's sitting here going, "Oh, I hope little bro takes your job." 
Really? Yeah. Why don't you worry about Jameis Winston staying healthy and you guys winning your fucking division instead of coming in and chirping about someone you don't even fucking play this year? Because here's the deal. He's making it more than a quarterback saying that I don't want to lose my job to the guy that you drafted. That's part of the problem. I think also the thing is that we look, this could be his last year in Tennessee, too. But but here's okay. the thing. Okay, but here's the thing. If you're Ryan Tannehill and you think this is your last year there and you're playing for a job somewhere, are you really worried about making sure that your replacement is up to speed? I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm worried about making sure that I can get in timing with receivers because you just traded the best one that I had. I don't think it's a starting quarterback's job to like mentor and teach a backup. I agree. That's what a coaching staff is for. Now, should you be a good teammate? Sure. If a rookie or a young guy has questions about certain things, absolutely answer the questions, but it is not like, and I think, and I think, for the record, Tannehill would would help him if he asked those questions. Oh, but, Ryan, but Ryan's not going to sit here and go uh, on Tuesdays. You show up at eight o'clock. Right. It's not his job to hold his hand and make sure that he, he no. learns the job. It's not. I also think it's being made a bigger deal because it's it's, it's fucking May. NFL news is going to be fucking. It's also it's also a bigger deal because of the fact that that front office just traded the best receiver they've probably had since fucking Kevin Dyson, and what they got back for him was a draft pick. And now you're basically telling me, hey, by the way, this could be the last year of Ryan Tannehill, so we're going to go to a second year quarterback with no receiving threats and hope that Derrick Henry can run the ball 400 times a year. We've already done that the last two years, and what has it gotten them? Not even a. I was going to say, and the fact that you came off of a year where you were the number one seed and just got punk bitched again in the first round. Nine sacks, he still came with a fucking playoff game. So sad. Nine sacks. God, I miss football. Can't I wait. Did. You know what? You know what? Though you know what? Football is awesome. Let's see. Maybe we'll do a, maybe we'll do an episode next week. We'll see. But yeah, huddle up. Um, at huddle up podcast, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, hit the link tree for merchandise on three count as well. Hit the link trees on all of them. You got the merchandise. You got uh, where you can subscribe on Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all podcast platforms, YouTube. Uh, just check them out. All right. Michael? Uh, you can follow me at They Call Me Burn on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram at Fat Kid Certified SE. Uh, you can follow my Facebook page, Sunday days and double plays from my baseball podcast about baseball here in the Palm beaches. Um, follow the show. Uh, yeah, we'll be recording that in about 10. I'm going to go to the bathroom and probably maybe watch the end of this avalanche predator game. that's in overtime. Um, follow the show at take the number three wrestling. Um, that's all. And that's all I got. You guys are going to find me. Everybody's going to find me on Twitter. Uh, or if you can podcast, you know, all the shows here, like this one and In the Paint and fucking Rest Retrospective and all that on this feed. Check it out. We, we're dropping literally today fucking uh, three episodes, three podcasts today. So, Let's go Celtics. Game three on Saturday. What a series of work. How that goes. So, anyway, fellas. Bobby. I'm out. Guys, great show as always. Joe, hope everything's all right on your end. We could, could, could have Joe tonight on the show. So, hopefully that goes good. And uh, until then, enjoy your weekend. And Oh, and also, to all the ladies out there, happy Mother's Day. All the moms. Yeah, Mother's Day. All right. Bye. Okay, bye.
Bye-bye. Bye.